the most frequent question I get from owners of dogs who are moderately to severely aggressive to humans is, what are my options? After working with many of these human aggressive dogs, I've learned that there are really only five options, some better than others, as you can guess. In today's episode, I'm going to go over all five of these with the pros and cons of each. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Scott Schaefer, and you're listening to the Dog Aggression Answers Podcast. I've worked with thousands of aggressive dogs and their owners, and I'm certified by two international certifying organizations in dog behavior. In this podcast series, I'll explain why your dog is acting aggressively and provide recognized science-based answers, things you can do to make things better. Understanding and addressing your dog's aggression will make living with your dog better and, let's not forget, improve your dog's life too. What are the options for moderately to severely human aggressive dogs? There are only five options that I've observed that make any sense. None of them is perfect. Each one is a compromise in some way. However, before I tell you about these five options, I have to tell you about a sixth option that is not really or actually an option. Let's get this out of the way. I have to at the top end of this podcast. I'm talking about the open air quote, happy ranch for all bad and mean dogs where they are free to roam and live out the rest of their lives in happiness while communing with nature, end quote, myth. In short, I'm talking about a pretend place where human aggressive dogs are placed with other similar dogs to live out the remainder of their lives. They usually take the form of some ranch, and no one, of course, knows exactly where it is located because it doesn't exist, or these do not exist. Let me ask you some questions about these ranches that people so badly want to exist but don't. How would these dogs be fed in one of these ranches, groomed or provided veterinary care? Who is going to provide the land and money for these ranches? A lot of logistics that would be required here for really no return. What happens to the dogs when it's freezing outside? Who is liable in the event that a worker at the ranch is injured by one of these dogs? Who's paying the workers for that matter? Who would be liable if one of these dogs escaped the ranch and injured someone? How about keeping the fencing intact, which would certainly be important? I would also think that there would be a tremendous amount of dog-dog aggression with injuries in this environment. Not really a pretty picture when you think about it, is it? And that's why these ranches don't really exist. People have been telling their children the happy ranch for dogs myth for so long as a cover story for when they euthanize their dog for behavioral reasons that I think this story has moved into the if you tell a story enough times, it becomes reality category. These ranches just do not exist. They just don't. In a way, if I'm being honest with you, I wish they did. I wish there was some place we could send dogs that are human aggressive, that can't get along with people. We've tried everything and they just don't move in the right direction. I just wish there was a place like this, but there isn't. In this episode, we're going to talk about the real options, real world 
But before I start, I want you to think about something. There are a number of criteria that determine the risk a dog poses to humans. It's important that you think about how much of a risk your dog may pose to the general public. The biggest and most important risk is the size of the dog, not the breed, the size. When we intake new clients that have, especially if they have human aggressive dogs, that's the first question I always want to know. What's the size of the dog? The second question might be the breed, the size. An eight-pound dog that is severely human aggressive, and they do exist, is obviously not as significant a threat as an 80-pound dog who is only maybe moderately aggressive to humans. You, as the dog's owner, have to decide the balance of risk, the severity of the aggression versus the actual physical threat the dog poses to humans. All right, let's begin by talking about option one of five. Doing nothing is always an option. And sadly, this is what a lot of dog owners do who have human aggressive dogs. The problem with doing nothing is that aggression typically gets worse over time. It rarely, if ever, goes away on its own. It usually escalates. And the reason it escalates is because, as we've talked about in prior episodes, it is highly reinforced behavior for the dog. The behavior itself reinforces the behavior. The act of aggression is rewarding for the dog, not because the dog finds it fun or desirable to be aggressive, but because the scary thing, a human, for example, moves away from them when they act aggressively and they find some relief from the fear because the human is moving further away. Doing nothing is absolutely not a realistic option, in my opinion, especially if you have a severely aggressive large dog. If you even have a medium-sized dog with a moderate amount of aggression to humans, you still want to do something about this. And now for option two. Another option is to manage the dog's aggressive behavior. Not behavior modification, but management kind of akin to a recovering alcoholic doing the tough work who doesn't go to rehab or Alcoholics Anonymous or some help group or facility, but instead the family and friends just keeps them away from all alcohol at all times. This is what we mean by management. This option is somewhat similar to the first, but implies some level of action. This simply means that the owner will be careful to keep the aggressive dog, away from all humans for the rest of the dog's life. There's an expression in the dog behavior world that is relevant here. Management always fails. This means that over time, someone in the family is likely to forget to latch a gate, forget to close a crate door, improperly attach a clasp in the dog's tether, forget to close the backyard gate, forget to fully close the front door, etc. You get the idea. In practice, this strategy can look more like Russian roulette, in my opinion. In short, someone is going to let their defenses down in the area of managing the aggression. If even for a moment, and the potential for something bad to happen goes up dramatically when this happens. Before we go on to option three, I do want to say that while management alone can be tricky, and I don't recommend it as a sole strategy, 
It is, however, always part of behavior modification. When we expose a human aggressive dog to behavior modification, we always incorporate management in an attempt to keep the dog from injuring anyone during the process of behavior modification. But management alone, in my opinion, is never absolute and it's not a good sole strategy, in my opinion. I have seen many times where it's failed and bad things happen, as you can imagine. All right, number three, option three, rehoming a human aggressive dog or giving the dog away is also a possible option, but usually not a very good one for moderately to severely aggressive dogs. Given that the current owners do the right thing by divulging the dog's aggression issues to potential adopters for ethical and liability reasons, how many families or rescue organizations do you think would be standing in line to take this dog? None. Zero. Truth is, if a dog is aggressive enough, potential adopters would have trouble even getting close to the dog. They'll know something is up as soon as the dog sees them and starts to act aggressively. I've observed very few instances when owners actually have successfully rehomed their human aggressive dog to either a very close friend or family member who is, one, 100% informed about the dog's issues, two, knows the dog personally, three, is an experienced dog owner, four, has the resources to get help with the dog, and five, is going into the adoption of this dog into their home with their eyes wide open. Strategy three can work, rehoming a dog, but again, I've only seen this work successfully in a handful of cases because all of the variables almost never line up in the real world. Option four, although controversial, I believe there are specific times when humane euthanasia is a reasonable option for severely human aggressive dogs. There are many reasons why I think this. One, potential physical injury to humans. Two, the legal liability, even criminal liability. Three, poor quality of life for the dog. Aggressive dogs are fearful, and this fear makes them very stressed, and this stress can be very hard on them. Number four, negative impact on owner's lifestyle. These kinds of dogs have a way of really stressing out families and really impacting the normal functioning of a family. Five, inability to rehome the dog. If the dog is severely aggressive enough, as we mentioned before, rehoming sometimes is just not a realistic option. Six, poor prognosis associated with the extreme levels of human aggression. The problem with euthanasia, however, is that once done, all other options are removed. I find there are three camps or schools of thought when it comes to behavioral euthanasia. Camp one. There are those who will not euthanize their dog no matter what. In extreme cases, I find that some of these dog owners in Camp 1 will wait until something bad happens and quickly change their mind about this option. Camp 
two wants to euthanize their dog at the very first hint of human aggression. Surprisingly, this is advice that I occasionally find some vets giving to dog owners. Aggression is a behavioral issue, and dog owners need to first seek the advice of a certified dog behavior consultant when there is any doubt about whether to euthanize or not. The third and final camp weighs the risk, severity, prognosis, and resources available before making a final decision like this. This third group makes the most amount of sense to me when it comes to euthanasia. One final note on euthanasia. If you decide to do a behavioral euthanasia on your dog, in other words, euthanize your dog because of aggression to humans, be sure to include all family members in the process. If your children are old enough to understand what's going on, then be sure to include them in this process. I like to say that you want to be sure that the children feel that this difficult decision was done with their input and not done to them. Sometimes when we euthanize a dog and the children are definitely old enough to understand the basics, they feel also kind of like a victim of the process. And you absolutely don't want to do that. Make sure you have age-appropriate interaction with the children and include them in this process. I just know from experience this really can make a difference. And our final option for human aggressive dogs, option five is behavior modification. You knew where we're getting there, didn't you? With an experienced and certified dog behavior consultant who specializes in human aggression issues, this is always, I think, a great option, something that should be tried in many cases. Sometimes a dog has such a heightened level of aggression and has been presenting with the behavior for so long that this, too, may not be a realistic option. If the dog has been rehearsing these behaviors for many years and has really sculpted them to perfection, sometimes the prognosis for behavior modification is not good. However, if a dog is even marginally responsive to input from humans, there are behavior modification protocols that can positively affect aggression in many cases. However, this kind of behavior modification requires, listen to me on this, time, patience, realistic expectations, and resources. Your dog didn't learn to be aggressive to people outside the family in a week, and it's not going to be fixed or improved or addressed in a week either. An important note here is to remind you to please be careful to work with someone if you go the behavior modification route who knows what they are doing when it comes to dogs with human aggression. One of the surefire ways to know that you're dealing with someone who is not qualified to work with these dogs, in my opinion, is if they mention any kind of punishment used in the treatment that includes such things as shock collars, e-collars, prong collars, choke collars, leash snaps, throwing things at them, yelling at them, etc. These kinds of tools and techniques are contraindicated in all cases of dog aggression, meaning they make things worse in the long run. You're looking for a full-time certified dog behavior consultant 
who has a long-term record, not a couple months or a year or two, years of successfully working with human aggressive dogs. I've had countless clients through the years who bring me their dogs after working with someone who truly does not understand dog aggression, human dog aggression, and their dog is now much worse. And this really bothers me because now after taking sometimes thousands of the dog owner's dollars, we now have a situation on top of spending all this money where the dog is worse. As I like to say, we have even a bigger hill to climb and the dog is going to be much less typically responsive to behavior modification. All right, that's all five of them. See what I mean? None of them is is a panacea. None of them is perfect. They all have compromises. None of them is fast. It's a difficult situation. I understand. The net of all this is that when we are dealing with moderately to severely human aggressive dogs, in my opinion, there are really only two good options, behavior modification and euthanasia. It's kind of interesting when you think about those are kind of two extremes of this continuum. Of course, euthanasia should be reserved for the most severe cases and only as a last resort, in my opinion. If you have a human aggressive dog who is a medium-sized dog or larger and is moderately to severely aggressive to humans outside of your family, it's probably time to take action regarding this behavior. Objectively review these five options with your family and see which one makes sense for your family and your dog. While I presented five options, there are really only two, behavior modification and euthanasia, that make sense in my experience. Aggression to humans by your family dog puts dog owners in a situation where there are no easy answers whatsoever. In future episodes, we will continue to explore the impact of owning an aggressive dog, whether the triggers are dogs or humans, the impact on your family, the decisions that have to be made, and how to address the aggression on a day-to-day basis and from a treatment perspective. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, would you subscribe to this podcast on any of the popular podcast players? There are a couple of buttons at the bottom of the landing page on dogaggressionanswers.com if you'd like to leave me a message. I try to answer all messages and always, of course, appreciate your input. Before I sign off, I want to remind you that the information presented in this podcast is for educational purposes only. If you have a dog who is aggressive and dangerous to humans or animals, please consult directly with a certified dog behavior consultant who specializes in dog aggression. Always take proper measures to ensure that your dog is never in a position to injure any human or animal. Thank you for joining me today. Before you go, please subscribe if you haven't already. If not for yourself, do it for your dog. If you find these episodes helpful, please leave a review. I'll see you next time as we continue your journey of addressing your dog's aggression. Now go hug your dog.